Hi, I'm Ariel. And I'm Twinning. And you're listening to Breaking Through the Podcast. Welcome back to Breaking Through. Our guest today was a bucket list guest for me. I love people who pave their own path, people who do something outside of the box within their industry. And our guest today has done just that. Not only is she a celebrity nail artist, she's also an entrepreneur and an innovator. In a short period of time, she's created a real space for herself within the industry. She's partnered with major brands, Worked on countless celebrities, been the lead manicurist for several New York Fashion Week shows, and has her own work featured on more magazine covers than we can count. Please welcome Mimi Wilson. You have such vibrant designs and you've worked with so many incredible clients. Before we get to the biggest moments, I want to take a look back at what drew you to nail art. And, um, and when did you decide you wanted to pursue this as a career? So I lived in New York. And while I was there, I was, you know, waiting tables. And I worked at this live music club. The money was so good. But the managers stressed me out. So every night after work, I would go home. And in order to be stressed, I would paint my nails. Um, I've always been an artist always love to paint, color, draw, any of those kind of things. And so painting my nails was just another canvas for me to express my art on. And I would say probably about two or three weeks of doing that um, and getting comfortable with that. And I was scrolling through uh, what was Tumblr at the time. And oh, I, yeah. started, right, I started to come across a couple of these nail artists and I started at their work and things like, oh, this is really cool that I can translate my art onto a nail. I started practicing what they were doing. And then after a couple weeks of that, I was like, oh, I, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay at this. Um, but some of my early work is horrible. <laughs> Baby steps. Um, but, you know, I was like, okay, I'm kind of good at this. I think I can make this thing. And so from there, I put myself through Nail school, I got my license, and then you know everything just kind of took off from there. I mean, it's you're so talented. You're an extremely skilled artist. Did you have formal art training, or was this a talent that just came naturally to you? This was a God-given talent. I took like one art class in high school, and luckily my teacher was very much a, could tell. Um, you know, he would give us an assignment and I would be like the one person who would do the assignment, but it would be like very different. And he would be, you know, he kind of took took notice of that and, you know, would give me side projects and be like, hey, why don't you try this or why don't you do that? So, you know, other than that one art class, no, no formal training. That's amazing. <laughs> so cool. I, I mean, after finishing um, your training program, what was the first job as a nail artist, did, did you receive uh, recognition right away for your work or did it take a while to build up your reputation? It took a while. Um, I would say probably now, you know, with social media, everything was like, you know, so fast. But Instagram, I think it barely started when I first, mm -hmm. um, you know, Tumblr. Tumblr was the thing back then. So I would say... I started, I got my license, I started in the salon, and my first big major job um, within a couple months of working in that salon was doing a fashion week show. So that was really exciting. And I didn't really have to do, you know, like any extreme art, it was just like a fun color. But I would say my first really fun nail art job was with an Adidas shoe release. So it was, I think, 12... 12 nail artists, um, another, you know, big nail artist at the time, she got, you know, people that she knew and those people would, you know, hey, my friend does nail art, let's get her. 
And so it was 12 of us over the course of the weekend, you know, they had a really cool um, space that they took over and transformed. And so we were in the middle, you know, doing free manicures, nail art, and that was over a weekend. And I made some of my, you know, close nail art friends from there. And that was really like my first big job as a, doing something fun as a nail artist. Was that the United All Originals event with Adidas? Yes. Awesome. That's so cool. I mean, you know, if my Instagram stalking abilities are on point, you had your first editorial photo shoot experience at the end of 2012. How did how did your first editorial um, shoot come about? And at the time, were you able to celebrate it or or were you just caught up in the work? I was, I, as a mom, now my brain is bush. So I honestly don't even remember what job that was for. <laughs> but I would say um, when I was in New York, it was a lot of hustle and bustle. So I would say I probably didn't celebrate it. Um, and then the other thing too, I was by myself. I moved away from all of my family. All of my family's in Virginia. I kind of packed up my stuff and moved to New York just kind of on a whim. I stayed with my cousin who lives in New Jersey. She's on Broadway. But um she lives in New Jersey and so I stayed with her for a while and then I, you know, moved on to New York by myself. And so, you know, other than seeing her because of our schedules, other than seeing her maybe once or twice a month, you know, anytime I did anything, it was just by myself. So I, I probably didn't celebrate. Like, yeah, I got a job. Oh. Well, we're celebrating it now because it's so cool. Yeah, we're celebrating it now for you. Uh, we have to talk about what was it like uh, working New York Fashion Week for the first time? That's like a huge moment. Were you caught up in the chaos of all that? Because I do have friends that work London Fashion Week and they have another show in Birmingham. And it is literally, I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. I can't wait to see you. And they're like, I'm dying. This is like so hard. Like the models are literally like, they don't get a breath. And like the lead up to that week is like just crazy. Um, Did you have chance to celebrate that moment and that experience? Or were you just like, well, my first fashion week experience, I only worked at one show. Um, so I did get an opportunity to kind of like, but it was cold, if I'm not mistaken. It was cold. So I was, you know, and then getting used to the New York cold was a whole different thing. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. it's freezing. Where am I going? Let me hurry up and get there. So I can... um, but, you know, it was a really fun experience. And the manicures that I worked for, you know, I still am in contact with her and she's been an amazing resource for me. She's been a great mentor. And, you know, just from that one show, I've been able to get other shows. But that for that very first show, it was like, <laughs> it, was it was so much fun. It was, it was fun. It was definitely an eye-opening experience, but it was really fun. You mentioned the Adi- Adidas. Um, you uh, you guys call it Adidas, right? Yeah. <laughs> I call it Adidas. So Yorkshire. You mentioned that event led you, met you met so many people. I could imagine that since then, it's kind of like a small industry, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm not of that world. But it, it's similar to music, like, you do one job, you meet one person, and then they help you. And it's like a ripple effect. So, uh, and that's awesome that you, she's been a great mentor to you. Um, has there been anybody else that is kind of, that sticks out for you that has got you a great opportunity? Oh my God, so many. So my first introduction into the freelance world was through a manicurist named Rika Romaine. She, you know, and i I don't know. I think I found her. I Googled um, manicurist or something like that. And her information came up and on Facebook. And I just sent her a Facebook message. She had no idea who I was. But luckily, we were from the same area back home. So I reached out to her and said, hey, you know, I'm a new manicurist. I really want to um, see what the nail, what the uh, freelance world is like. Um, is there any way that I can maybe come by? And she wrote back. I mean, within like a couple hours and she was like, hey, yeah, come by tomorrow. I have a job. Here's all the information. I'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, 
<laughs> That's so amazing. Yeah. So she was, she introduced me to that whole freelance world. Her and then the first manicurist that I assisted on Fashion Week, Lisa Logan. She's been so instrumental in just my career, period. You know, when I lived in New York, she would refer me to jobs and she could do them. And now, even though I'm in LA and she's in New York, she still will, you know, call and say, hey, I have this job, I can't do it. Or, you know, I have a client out there who needs services, can you provide that for them? Her, um, another manicurist, Michelle Saunders, I met her through Fashion Week. And then, again, to go back on Fashion Week, Fashion Week is so insane. So by this, when I met her, this is probably my second or third year doing Fashion Week, and she needed some assistance. Somebody gave her my email address. And, you know, her people reached out and said, hey, you know, are you available for this show? It's in like two hours. Can you go? And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll be there. Um, so I met Michelle Saunders. You know, I think after like the second show that I worked with her, I got bumped up to like one of her, you know, first people that she would call whenever she needs someone. So she's out here. She's in L.A. And so the minute I told her, I'm like, hey, I think we're going to move to L.A. soon. She's like, cool. Let me know when you get there. I'll, you know, instantly get you some jobs, whatever, whatever stuff. So she, you know, those three women have been kind of like my, I call them my fairy nail mothers. They are really, oh. just, you know. <laughs> I love them. Yeah, they, those it? three women are the best. It's so, it's amazing that you've mentioned this because it, you know, the reason why we did this podcast is you know, the breakthrough moments that you don't think that are little small wins. So you just reaching out to someone on Facebook and actually people just being up for it. People wanting to help other people and be like, yeah, sure, I'll give you a chance. And uh, yeah, so congratulations for reaching out on Facebook. <laughs> you know, I when I was looking through your career, you have such unique job experiences. I mean, you worked on Comic Con, which is so cool. And so fun. Oh my God. Totally like awesome. But what I love about you is that you create opportunity if it's not there. And one of the things I loved is that you created International Nail Art Day. Can you tell us about the moment you decided to do that and how it felt after the first year happened? Did it feel like an accomplishment at the time? I mean, for me, that's like, it's so crazy to, you You really created a movement. So, you know, what's really funny about that is they will create these random holidays like National Hot Dog Day and National French Fry Day. And I'm like, okay, that's random, but whatever, let's roll with it. Um, I'm a connoisseur of French fries, so I did it. <laughs> and I just thought, I'm like, there should be a day for nail art. Like, why not? And so, you know, I sat down with um, two of my friends and I told them, hey, I'm thinking about doing a holiday for nail art. And my good friend Amy, she's like, make sure you pick a really good day. Make sure, like, you know, people know about it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And um, my friend Rhea, she's like, I think that's a really cool idea. You should definitely do that. So. After the first year, the first year, I feel like it was a little quiet because, you know, now the thing with social media is numbers. And I didn't have like that big, huge, gigantic following that you kind of need to, you know, blast everyone with things. So, you know, I did as much as I could. I reached out to, you know, as many publications and, um, you know, supporters of nail art and anything like that to try to get the word out. Um, the first year was really fun. I think between the second and third year was really, really fun because I did a Finders Keepers game. So basically it was like, okay, let's do something fun. Like we're in New York. Let's have people try to find me in order to win nail polish or, you know, any kind of nail activity. That was a really fun day to just kind of pick different points in New York to have people come meet me. And then again, with that, I was able to meet um, other nail artists. And, you know, there's a girl who <laughs> was determined. She was like, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. And she did. <laughs> and <laughs> she was so happy. She was so happy she got the polish. It was really cool to meet her. And I call her like my little sister now. So, Aww. you know, anytime we talk about mom stuff. It's been like, you know, I didn't really have this vision when I thought of the day. I was just like, hey, there should be a day for their art. Let me just go make one up. And, but now, you know, I've met 
so many other people and just connected with so many people because of this day that I was like, oh man, this is really cool. It's amazing. It's amazing. You created something out of something that you love and it's, I, I, I guess like, the breakthrough moment of like seeing it all kind of come true is amazing really um, I want to talk to you about uh, working with Sephora transitioning into working with them like I love Sephora Sephora cost me a fortune I, my friend introduced me to Sephora like we don't have Sephora here in England so I was safe for many years and then when I first went to Nashville my friend Lucy Silvers introduced me to the store she's like it's you're gonna love it and I was like like a kid in a candy shop and (laughs) I'm so embarrassed like I burned my credit card that like I couldn't even touch it it was that hot I was like I'm never ever coming back into this store again but I love it do you please tell me you got discount (laughs) I wish I did not unfortunately (laughs) how was that though just to be associated with that brand I mean it's it's massive yeah, so working with Sephora and having that be my first kind of brand ambassador um, opportunity, I really didn't know what that kind of was. And like, you know, of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But if I had the information that I had now back then, I think I would have taken much more advantage of that. Um, so there was a group of male artists that, you know, were put together to create some nail art books for the nail polish Formula X, which is now not around anymore, fortunately. Um, We were put together to create nail art books in order to get the word out about the polish line that was launching with Sephora. That was a really fun experience. Just number one, that was probably the first time that I got boards of nail polish stuff for free so for me I was like what (laughs) polish for free okay and and pay me on top of that yeah cool why not I'll do it um so that was really (laughs) that was really fun just like products stuff kind of like how you were with Sephora like what is all of these things so that was a really fun experience and just it was it was also a learning experience too because of what I was able to do with that opportunity. I took, you know, made sure that I was keeping track of what was happening. And as far as like, you know, numbers and analytics and all that stuff, that was kind of my first introduction into It is a really big bummer when companies we love kind they go away for various reasons. I was I don't know I don't know if because I'm from New York also, but the Ricky's, that store, uh, was always such a big part of my youth. Like I used to sneak onto a bus to go to New York City instead of going to school with my BFF. And um, we would go to Ricky's. Like that was our thing. We'd always go to Ricky's. Then we'd go to the village and have Thai food. But I, when I heard, when I heard that Ricky's was closing a lot of their stores, it just kind of broke my heart. <laughs> I don't know if every single one is gone, but I know that the main, like the big, big ones are gone. And I was like, no, say it isn't so. It's so sad. It is sad. I want to talk about a big bucket list moment for you. You were the lead manicurist for Bagley Mishka photo shoot. Can you tell us about that experience and how you celebrated it? That day was a first for so many things. So I got a phone call and it was of this person I had never met. Um, So I don't know how they got my number. I I don't know who to thank for that job. (laughs) But thank you, whoever you were. Um, I got a phone call and they said, hey, we need a manicurist to come down and do nails for um, a shoot. Are you available? So of course I said, yeah, I'm available. They're like, okay, what's your address? We're going to send a car for you. A car? (laughs) For me? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like packing on my kid, waiting outside, you know, this black car comes out of nowhere and it's like hey um, I'm here to pick you up I'm like okay so you know that was like my first 
and that was an experience in and of itself. Just like I had a car coming. Like when I told my parents, I'm like, a car came and got me. I didn't have to ride the train with my kids. <laughs> yes, this is a win. So that was really how I celebrated. I just told my parents, like, a car came and got me. That was like the highlight of it. Like, I didn't even tell them like about the job or what I had to do. A car came and got me. Um, so that was like a big thing. But being there and working on that job, you know, I got my own section because most of the time, manicurists and their artists, we don't get our own section at, you know, any kind of editorial jobs. Um, so that was also a first. And, you know, just laying out my colors and then having someone come over and talk to me. And luckily, I remembered the things that my very nail mothers taught me about etiquette, being on set know how to adjust the client how to you know suggest a color or anything like that and at that time most of the editorials that I was doing they all wanted you know just like a nude nail like anytime it's editorial it's either nude or red you know something like that and so they wanted a yellow nail and for me I was like yellow yes so that was also another win because it wasn't just like, oh, you want a new nail? Yay, great. <laughs> so that was also <laughs> fun. Um, I mean, listen, I love my job, but that's probably like the least, you know, and any manicurist will tell you this, you know, anytime you go into a job, you know, they always, makeup always gets to have, have fun. Hair always gets to have fun. And then when it comes down to nails, they're like, can we get a clean look like nude? And you're like, Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but on the inside, you're dying because you're like, can I just do like glitter and stars and hearts and all of the things? But no. So for me to do a yellow nail, that was, yeah, that was like a highlight back then, you know, being able to do a yellow <laughs> nail. Like, what is that? <laughs> I love that. Well, if you ever come over to England, I don't show you my nails, but you are more than welcome to do glitter, hearts, anything you want. It will definitely be an improvement to these. Um, you've also worked with DKNY, Armani Exchange, and others. Also, I want to add, like, Red Book Magazine did a full page spread of your work. I mean, like, that's amazing. Were you aware that this was going to be a full page spread and and when all this was happening, were you able to celebrate these moments? Or was it just like, kind of like, keep on going, next thing ahead? So I was working at another salon in New York, and that salon had a PR person. And so um, Red Book reached out to the PR person. And at the time, I was the only one really doing nail art at the salon. And so she said, hey, Red Book wants to put together like a bunch of these books for um, a magazine. You know, do you want to do it? And for me, I didn't know that it was going to be a full page. I just saw it, saw it as an opportunity. So then um, when I saw it in the magazine, and, and here's a story that I do want to tell. When the magazine first released, they had someone else named in the magazine so to have the magazine come out i ran to the store got the magazine opened it up and to see someone else's name was my first letdown of my career and then the other thing too was um out of i think it was maybe 12 looks i did 11 and another manicure did one look and they put her name first and I think they did that because maybe she was more well-known at the time. I mean, at this point, like, I get it, whatever. But to not only have someone else's name be first and then to have my name not even be in it was heartbreaking. And, you know, Red Book apologized and they sent out, um, I mean, of course, like, they did a retraction, but who reads retraction? And, you know, they sent a PDF with the correct information on it. That is so difficult. I mean, it's it's such a it's hard to rebound the spirits from something like that. But but I feel like those are those breakthrough moments too that teach you a lot about how, about like what you need moving forward and and you know just 
knowing that there's more to navigate in the industry than we all think. It's so hard learning those those things, though. I I mean, in music, it's like that too. In music, you know, there's times when singers will sing the full top line of a song, but never get credited as a singer because it's under an artist who's actually a producer. And it and it's like learning about that the first time. If you're learning it as you're experiencing it, it's heartbreak. So I feel for you so much. Yeah, that was that was a tough. But, you know, I got it. Yeah. And at least you have the PDF with the correct information because honestly, I don't read Redbook Magazine. No offense to Redbook, but I definitely follow your Instagram and I saw the right posts. So. Yeah. So I win. Yes. <laughs> if it happened on Instagram, it's real. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> You've really done a ton of editorial spreads, though. Me and Ariel were looking, weren't we, Ariel? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And you also partnered with Bailey's on their YouTube channel, which is so cool. And I also want to talk about you being the lead manicurist for Paola Hernandez's show in New York Fashion Week, which was the first time you were the lead for Fashion Week. So let's start with Bailey's and then let's talk about Fashion Week. Okay, so Bailey's was another cool job. Um, That was another job where I got to paint, you know, a color other than nude. So that was super fun. And of course, you know, and that was also my first experience with a pop stylist, just like seeing how meticulous they are with, you know, making sure like a marshmallow is in a certain place or, oh no, that sprinkle of cinnamon doesn't look right, like redo it. And then also seeing how fake some of the things are. So like, Mm. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but they talk about, um, some red show I was watching, they talk about how food stylists use different things to mimic food. And so, you know, when you watch like commercials when they pour syrup on pancakes, it's not really syrup, it's motor oil. Did you know that? No. <laughs> it's the most random it's the most random thing ever. Anyway, getting back to Bailey's. Um, there were four models, I think, if I'm not mistaken, my memory serves me correctly, there were four models. So I got to do four different looks. And then just having the sole feature be on the nail because it was a very close-up shot that was also I think one of the first opportunities I was able to kind of be like the main person like typically it's hair makeup and like unfortunately nails is an afterthought for most people but to have like the nails be the sole feature this time was really really fun um and there was also you know a little bit of pressure just being like okay the nails have to be like it has to be perfect because there's no fixing any of this post um you know some manicures get away with like kind of cheating certain things but because of when images you can re, re uh you can retouch it you know all those things but when it comes to video like it's got to be on point because i mean yeah you can retouch it but you know they're shaking um they're doing shakers and they're using jiggers and you know they're using all the things so lots of close-up shots so that was really fun we did not get to drink any Bailey's on set. So oh, that was kind of sad. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, Bailey's. Maybe we'll send us home with a bottle. They did not. <laughs> so <laughs> that. Um, but that was that was really, really, really cool. That was a really fun experience. I, I want to work with them again. Should reach out to them. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, we'll just we'll do a little post. We'll tag Bailey's in it. <laughs> we'll make sure you get a free bottle next time. Right. <laughs> Amazing. So tell us about being the lead manicurist for Fashion Week. Oh my gosh. So that was another first. That was a very exciting um that was a very exciting opportunity because at the time that was something that I really wanted to do. You know, every time you work for me, every time I work, you know, any kind of any kind of job, I always want to make sure that I do the best. So I always want to make sure that you know, I'm growing as an artist and not just always, mm-hmm. uh, you know, doing the same thing. And so at that time, I had assisted so many manicures for so many seasons. And, you know, I really, I really wanted to lead my own show. And so when the opportunity presented itself with Paola Hernandez, who is, who is the sweetest person, I mean, literally the sweetest person, like when she would work, she said she would bring breakfast and like cook breakfast like nobody does that she's such 
a warm spirit. I love her so much. Um, and, you know, we've all kind of grown through the process. She has since had two kids. I've had a child. So, you know, we talk about mom stuff and all that. But just to have the opportunity to work with her and to be the lead takes on a whole different thing because now, you know, I'm in charge. So I have to find my own and, you know, find the money to pay them. Sometimes it comes out of my own pocket. But, you know, um, with that experience, it was, again, a learning experience for me. It was an exciting opportunity for me to kind of find my voice as the lead. And, um, and then with Paola, she wanted to do something with color. So it wasn't just, you know, a solid nail. You know, she wanted to add, uh, what did we do? I think the first time we did a new with gold look. So that was really fun. And just having that whole experience is something that, um, you know, I really look forward to and really appreciate it because now I can take what I've learned and, you know, share that with other people. That's amazing. What I love about you is you don't stop innovating. You see holes in your industry and try to fill them. You are a brilliant businesswoman. I don't know if you launched the app ever, but I did see you were developing a really cool app that would I mean, even if it didn't come even if it didn't come to fruition, the fact that you saw what needed to be done to make your industry better, it just proves your entrepreneurial brain. And I'm excited to see what you continue to do because if you can have an idea like that and so many other ideas that you've had, it's really endless the amount that you can achieve. Yeah, I had that idea to do that app and I really wanted to, and I still do. But I didn't realize how much work it was going to be. Mm. And so I started on the, the journey to do that. And then I was like, oh yeah, I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> I don't have time and I don't have the money. Um, <laughs> so I had to, you know, just put that on the back burner for now. But, you know, I'm hoping, hey, universe, if you're listening, uh, send some people my way to help me make this app because I really think that that app really really help a lot of industries, not even just the beauty industry, but you know, so many other industries have so many ideas and it's brain of mind. I just need people and money. Yeah. I mean it is. It's like it's really hard to People, I think people really don't understand how much goes into literally everything, especially in this social media world where we only see the final product and we only see the perfectly curated thing. But you're so brave. I mean, you moved to LA from New York and it feels, when I looked into what was happening after that point, it kind of, I mean, the the things that you were working on are amazing. You did Nails for BET Awards, for Maya Washington. You worked with Paris Hilton for Glore Magazine. There was a Vitamina campaign, Fenty Beauty, all these huge, huge moments. And so I just wanted to know, what was it like moving to LA? And you also started hand modeling. So what was it like being in front of the camera? Um, so being a hand model is very hard. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, I didn't think it was going to be easy, but I thought it would be easier than what it was. Just having to hold your hands in a certain position for, you know, whatever it is you're trying to sell is so difficult. Much respect to all of the professional hair models because that's a tough job. Um, and I still do it. But now, you know, it's just kind of like when I want to do something for myself, that way it's, I don't feel like put the stress on trying to like get an agent to be a hand model and all these things. Um, I went through that process. It didn't go well because <laughs> it, it comes down to like hand size and hand the um, complexion. So the one agent that I went to, you know, she saw my hands from a picture. She's like, you have gorgeous hands. Come in, I want to meet you. And I came in and she looked at my hands. She's just like, I have someone with your hand size and your hand complexion. So basically, it's like if my hand was a little bit smaller or a little bit bigger, I might have had, you know, success with that. But because you don't want to have people with the same things on your roster, it just doesn't work out. So, I mean, it's fine, whatever. My friends, and this is honestly, this is the God's honest truth. They call me E.T. hands or Gollum. 
Like, look. <laughs> yeah, I would. It's safe to say that I. I would never get a hand modeling job. You'd be surprised. Yeah, you never know. If they bring E.T., if they bring E.T. film back again, like the sequel, I'm like a, a golem, you know, Lord of the Rings. I'm there, guys. I'm there. I've got a job. I know. <laughs> but you could probably get some good jobs for Halloween. No joke. I'm just think about it. They might need some creepy, weird hands to like hold, I don't know, like a Coke. I don't know, anything, but... Honestly, I might need to um, if COVID yeah. doesn't we go. All, we've all thought of some weird alternative jobs for sure. Listen, I'm not above looking into that. We've all thought of some weird alternative jobs for sure. Listen, I'm not above a lot of things. I will not be starting at OnlyFans, but I have thought about maybe like a foot a foot picture. I have very nice feet. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, my mom's like, please stop saying that because manifestation is real and I don't want that for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> before we move on to anything else, I do want to shout out some more of your achievements because it's really something to admire. You, Your work has been shown on the cover of Vogue Me with Stella Maxwell. You had covers of Parent Magazine with Katie Wilcox, Chriselle Lim, and Busy Phillips. You had a Mary Claire cover with Jasmine Tooks, Essence cover with Khalees, Remix Magazine cover with Tyra Banks. I mean, oh my God. (laughs) Does it, when you hear that, are you able to see how much you've done? Because I know living it, it's different. You're caught up in life, mom, you know, being a wife, being everything else. So it must be so hard to keep up with. But when you hear it back, do you see how much you've done? Yes. It, sometimes when, when, um, when publications will reach out or just like an interview or whatever, kind of like this situation, um, hearing it back, I'm like, I did do that. Wow. I don't remember that, but now I do. Like it's it is mind blowing. And I try for me, I always look at it as work and I always for me my work is fun. So, you know, I I I really try not to um I guess focus on, you know, just like here's my thing. And you can keep this in or not, but it took me a long time to accept the celebrity manicurist title <clears throat> because I saw so many manicurists who either live in LA or don't live in LA. You know, manicurists will do one celebrity for one job and they've given themselves that title. And so for me, for a while, I was so uncomfortable with being called a celebrity manicurist because to me, I these people are people, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're just people. They aren't born with extra stars, you know, fairy dust or whatever. At the end of the day, they are just people. And I don't treat them any differently because they are who they are. Of course, I give them, you know, a higher standard of, you know, service or anything like that. But I, I'm, I'm not the, I'm so chill. I'm, I'm so chill all the time. Like I, I'm not that person that you know walks on set with sunglasses. Like, yeah, I'm a cool person here. Like, I've done all these people, you know, kiss my ass. Like, I'm not. <laughs> that's not me. I'm not that person. It makes me very uncomfortable just saying that. Um, so, you know, hearing all the things that I've done, I'm like, wow, I did do all of that. Like, when I can sit down and think about, like, you know, just hearing all the things and then thinking about it. When I did Tyra Banks, that was such that was such a moment. And for me, the moment that I think about is being in the glam room when she was getting ready for that and talking to her hairstylist and her makeup artist and her assistant. And then finding out that two of them are from where I'm from. Wow. So, you know, when you're on set and you meet different you meet so many different people, but people will ask like, oh, um, I saw your number on the call sheet. You have a 757 area code. Where did you live? And so for me, like, nobody knows where I'm from. Like, anytime people are like, where are you from? And I'm like, Newport News. They're like, where is that? I'm like, have you heard of Virginia Beach? And they're like, yeah, I know where Virginia Beach is. And I'm like, okay, well, it's 20 minutes from there. So, you know, to have people like, 
you have a 757 area code. Where do you find? And then, so for me, that woman with Tyra, it wasn't about Tyra. It was about connecting with her team and the fact that we're all from the same place and yeah. then having that moment. Like, wow, we came from the 757 and made it to LA. Like, there are people who live in that area who wish they could, you know, be where I am. So I don't take I don't take anything that I do for granted. I always look at it like it's a very special opportunity because things can change in an instant. And I know that. And I've seen it happen for so many people. And so I never want to get so wrapped up in the title. And, you know, just you've done this, you've done that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, I have. But to me, that's a job. You know, mm-hmm, I yeah. look at it like, oh. I've done Tyra Bank. Like, no, I'm not going to do you. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not that person. You know, but it shows. It shows in in everything that you do. You first of all, you celebrate and advocate for fellow artists, which is amazing. But also, like, I saw you know you worked on set with Beyonce, and even though you didn't get to nail her, which by the way, I love that you use that term. It is so clever. So even though you didn't get to nail her, you still got to work alongside her. And that must have been unreal. That whole day was unreal. My agent at the time called me and said, hey, can you get to this place in 20 minutes? And I'm like, okay, sure. She's like, get in a car. I'll send you the address. Just go there now. Mind you, whenever I get a call from my agent, or, you know, typically when these jobs come up, you get an email, they say, are you available? You say, you know, you, you agree to the job and tell you how much it is They tell you what it's for. They give you, um, you know, uh, beauty direction. They give you all these things. So again, that was another first. Here's your address, get in a car and go. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm in a car on the way there. I get to the job. I had to sign uh, an NDA. They put a cover on my camera, on my phone. So you can't take any pictures. It wasn't until I was about 30 minutes or an hour into the job that I actually <clears throat> found out Beyonce was there. Wow. I, wow. And I just randomly overheard it. And so the makeup artist, I guess, uh, oh, because they have production assistants to escort you everything. You couldn't just walk, you know, wherever you wanted to. So I was in the middle of a manicure. I have a back turn. I heard the makeup artist come in. And she's like, yeah, um, my production assistant left me. So I'm just like wandering around and I walk in and there's Beyonce. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I stopped mid file and had like this like wide eyed moment. And I asked the model who I was working on. And I, I whispered to her and I'm like, is Beyonce here? <laughs> she leaned over to me. She was like, I wanted to like have so many reactions. My first one was just to kind of like melt in my chair. The second one was kind of trying to like disappear into the leaves, like that home reception <laughs> gift. Like, I, don't, I, can't. I just, just I don't, I can't handle what's happening right now. Um, so from then on, it was like, oh, this is a big job and then I actually found out what the job was for I was like oh it's Ivy Park cool I'm sitting there because it was just me there were multiple people just coming in and out um this is a job where you know it's basically like do what you can um for the guys just clean them up for the women you know whatever um one girl came in with yellow nails so I had to take that off you know give her something for the control but I'm sitting there because I had finished everyone. I mean, you know, I'm just making, I'm just there because once a nail artist or a manicurist job is done, we don't really have anything to do. So we're kind of just like sitting there. So I didn't really want to sit there. I mean, Beyonce was there. I'm going to take my chance to just at least lay eyes on her. So <laughs> I'm in the room and I mean, there are, I'm not going to say hundreds. There are tens of people. There's like 50, 60 people there on top of all the talent and the dancers that were. So I'm just kind of sitting, you know, kind of out of the way, watching what's happening. And I'm sitting in my little chair. I have this tiny little like hunter, uh, hunting chair that I take with me, just like sit down and be comfortable, but also out of the way. And I'm sitting there watching the set and everything's happening. And then I just feel this fabric graze my leg and 
I'm like, oh, well, what was that? And then I look up and it was like a slow-mo moment. Like she just walked by, she raised my leg and I see like this orange cloud of just amazingness. And I see the back of her and I was like, on the inside, oh my God, it's Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. <laughs> I'm freaking out. But on the outside, I was just very like, like trying to like contain all of my energy because I mean, how many times does this happen? Like never. And the other thing too, there's a friend of mine back in college. Um, we used to do fashion shows together. She's one of Beyonce's dancers. So I was really in the room trying to see if I could see her because again, we went to school in the same area. How often does it happen to go to school in the same area and then to be on a project with Beyonce like never? So I was really hoping I would get to see her, but I didn't. But, you know, just to just to have that whole moment, I was like, I don't even care. I don't have to touch Beyonce. I don't, I don't, mm -mm." like, even if I was going to the job and they were telling me that I was going to do Beyonce, I probably would have passed out. Like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not ready for that. Like, even after all the things that I've done, I'm not ready for that. Like, not, not right now. I think right now I am, but at that moment, like, no, you can't just send me somewhere and be like, you got to do Beyonce's nails right now. What do you mean? I <laughs> prepare for this. Like, I need something to calm my nerves. Like, I can't just. Yeah, you do don't drop right. a Beyonce bomb on somebody. That's just not what you do. You could surprise people with a lot of people, but you do not surprise someone with working on Beyonce. Mm-mm. Even when I did Angela Bassett for Essence Magazine. I got there. I was the first person there at the studio. So the studio was empty. And I just sat in the empty studio for like five minutes to just gather myself because Angela Bassett is just the queen of everything. I love her so much. And in the moment when I was doing her nails, you know, I was very cool, calm, all that. The minute I got done, um, she was on set working it like only she can good grief she's such a stunning professional just a beautiful human inside and out but I was talking to her publicist and um you know we're just talking about random things in and everything and so when it came time for her to be done at the publicist I think she would take a picture with me she's like yeah girl absolutely like you know I don't and again here's another thing like I don't want to be that person to like just run up to Angela Bassett and be like can we take a selfie like no like Remain professional at all times. So I asked her, and then she said, yeah, absolutely, she'll do it. Angela and I, I'm calling her like I don't really get Angela and I are in the same sorority, and so we were able to take pictures, um, you know, just having that, having that sorority connection, just having a connection with a Black woman, just like all of these things. I think it was two minutes before I was set to take the picture with her, that's when, like, the fangirl in me came out. I was like, ah, thank you, my bad, now a moment. But before then, I was so cool. But it was, like, I was just very calm. But I don't know what happened. Like, something just clicked. It was like, no, bro, you about to take a picture with Angela Bassett. Like, lose your mind real quick. She's incredible. She's legit like an auntie. Like, while I was, um, I had to file something off of her nail. And she stopped me. She grabbed my hand. She said, honey, where's your mask? I was like, you know what? You better be looking out for me. Like, just just an auntie. Like, go put your mask on, girl. You don't need to be in here and all this dust. That is amazing. Oh, that's so cute. I love when you're... It, it's just true gem. Like, I feel like, and I've said this before, the, the bigger the star you know, they're they're so real and so down to earth and they don't mind taking a picture. I do feel though, like when you were talking about um, fangirling over Beyonce, I've had that really hard. It was my first time at the Grammys and I saw she walked past me and I was like, and Jay-Z, literally I saw everyone that night, Ed Sheeran, like you name it, it was the best night of my life. But when there's something about her, she is the queen. And she walked past and I was like, 
<laughs> oh my god it just it's like an unworld like yeah it's an unworldly experience and i, I feel feel like i you know i've grown up in the entertainment industry so i've met many a famous people but there's something about her that i'm just like oh my gosh um, you seem to always, by the way, be ahead of the curve. I saw that you're, you're designing press-on nails, which is so current and so clever. <laughs> people like me love people like you because of my my golem hands and my golem nails. Um, was it hard for you to decide which designs to go with first or what did it feel like when you released the first set? Um, it wasn't hard to decide, to decide which designs to do first. Um, being an editorial manicure, most of the time we do like a solid color. Like every now and then you get to do something fun. So when I released the first set, it was really like a brain dump. You know, mm-hmm. it was more like I got all these ideas in my head and nobody put them on. And so when the whole press on thing kind of blew up, it was like, oh, here's my opportunity to like, get these looks out of my head and put them out into the world. It was an amazing feeling to release them all because, you know, they're like my little babies. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, just like, oh, yay, somebody's actually going to wear them. Um, And I really put my all into it. Like, I really wanted to make sure that I could create kind of an experience of what you would be getting if you were able to um, you know, if it wasn't COVID, if we were able to actually have in-person nail sessions. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I wrote the instructions, I sent instruction sheets and basically like walked people through every single thing, all the products that I put in. Um, and I found these tiny little, tiny little vials that I put cuticle oil in because it should all be moisturizing every day. And so, you know, I, I really wanted to just make that experience kind of like if you were able to if we were able to have an in-person session, this is kind of the, the experience you would be getting. Mm-hmm. So it was it was so cool. It took me a while, again, because we've all been at home. And so, you know, my child is attached to me at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, because he's a mom of four, he can't help it. And I can't help it either. I love it so much. But, um, you know, I, I really took my time and, and didn't rush myself. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, I put my time and, and effort and you know, made something that was really a quality to make sure that people were going to be happy with the product that they received. Um, so yeah, it, it was, it was awesome. I'm actually getting ready to do another set. So uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I will definitely get them. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yes, congratulations. I mean, I'm in desperate need of that. So I'm going to be one of the people purchasing it. Um, 